Hey, everybody. Welcome to Top of Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, the conduit on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. I'm so excited for my guest this week, uh, Jean Adrian here. She is the creator of Inner Speak. So hi, thank you so much. Take two, right, for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, second time's a charm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Funny, Adrian, uh, Jean, I don't know why I just wanted to call you Adrian. Jean and I got on uh, to record last week and she was using her cards, which we'll get into, to do a healing for me. And it was very revealing. And so I decided not to air the episode, but that is how powerful the inner speak um, healing technique and her inner speak. Uh, healing cards are so I'm excited to dive in dive in and I know we talked about doing a reading for the collective so hopefully like that will you know still be able to come through fine so let's just start with your spiritual journey um yeah let's let's talk about your spirit spiritual journey how you got on the path yeah so um I started off, you know, very, very young as a spiritual being, although I had no clue why, Um, you know, and grew up in a fundamentalist Methodist family uh, in the South. So, you know, we were expected to go to church every Sunday. So I did because I'm the oldest child. So I mind really well, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I just knew that I wasn't getting the full story. I didn't really know it in depth as a young child, but as I got older, you know, more, um, let's just say middle school age, I began to really ask a lot of hard questions. Um, and I got kicked out of a couple of Sunday school classes because they said, you know what, don't come back. You're disrupting the class. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Just like school, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, I, I kept searching always searching. Um, I became a a biblical scholar, if you will, and trying to just read everything I could get my hands on to try to find, okay, well, what really is the backstory? What really is the truth here? And, you know, one thing I learned at a very, um, uh, let's just say young adult age was that truth is relative. And about the time you think you figured it out, you know, you put truth in a box, pretty soon you're going to see there's a piece of truth outside that box and you got to expand your vision. Um, you know, so you can't, it, it's a process. Um, and so part of that process was I decided, well, by this time I'd become Episcopalian, not Methodist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, did that, made that change in um, in college and did that mostly because my college years, I kind of drank, uh, I kind of majored in beer drinking and fraternity parties. Um, rather than anything, you know, the educational background. Uh, I mean, I did show up and, and take classes, and I think I graduated with a solid C average. Um, but, you know, the other stuff was really what was important to me. And when I found the Episcopal Church on campus at Florida State, and they had this little thing in there where they ask you to confess your sins, and then that priest stood up there and go, I'm, I'm absolving you of all those sins. I'm like, well, whoo, holy hallelujah, every Sunday morning, I can be absolved of all the drinking I did the last, the night before, you mm-hmm. know, that was kind of how I got into the Episcopal Church, but 
I began to find more answers there than I'd ever found before. At least they were willing to talk about things um, to the point that I hit a wall again, you know, but I decided to go to Episcopal Seminary. I was going to become a continuing deacon in the Episcopal Church. And um, so I started doing that. I took a four-year program called Education for Ministry. And um, about three and a half years into that, I realized they didn't have the answers either. And I finally did graduate. I got a diploma sitting somewhere. I have no idea. I never went and picked it up. Uh, okay. Well, y'all don't count either because you don't have the answers. Um, you know, and I kept on until I stumbled upon metaphysics. And it was a little, um, it was a little kind of offbeat of a unity church in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, and it was called Interquest. And I just kind of stumbled onto it and started going there and really fell into metaphysics and was like, holy moly, there is so much here that nobody ever told me before. And oh boy, thank God I found this now. And that's where the journey really began. At that point, I was probably um, in my late 50s. And then um, in 2002, I had a spiritual awakening. Um, and it just happened, bam, um, in my car, I heard a voice and I'd never heard voices before. And um, the voice told me that I was done with everything that I'd been doing up to that point in my life. And I was like, well, wait a minute, don't be taking away my livelihood unless you've got something better for me. <laughs> right. The voice, yeah. The voice repeated itself. You're done with everything you've done up to this point in your life. And I'm like, uh. um, so uh, luckily I didn't wreck the car. So that's a good thing. You know, I made a home. At that point, I was married and um, I probably went to bed and somewhere in the middle of the night, I heard that voice again. And it said, please put the soles of your feet together. Please put the palms of your hands together. And so I did that. And there I am laying in the bed. And I really thought it was my ex-husband messing with me. And I looked over and he's like sawing logs. Um, he had no clue. Um, and as soon as I did this, I began to see what I can best describe as a PowerPoint presentation on the other wall of the bedroom mm -hmm. and it was purple with violet lines or violet with purple lines. I'm not sure which. Um, and it was blueprints of things, um, animals, flowers, pagodas, uh, automobiles, airplanes, you know, bridges, you know, amen, all kinds of stuff. And it would flash up. I would see it. And it would disappear. And this went on for seemed like hours, probably was a matter of seconds, but there were hundreds of these things. And um, later on, somebody showed me the same images in the book, Ancient, Ancient Secrets of the Flower of Life by John Bolo and Melchizedek. And I was like, holy mm -hmm. crap, that's what I saw. You know, yeah, um, yeah. close as I can figure, I got a download of sacred geometry in the middle of the night that night. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was getting ready to wake up that morning, um, I heard that same man's voice. It was just becoming dawn. And he said, uh, she'll now give you the keys. I'm like, what? What keys? Um, and I heard a voice only in my right ear. It was quite loud and it was a language I'd never heard before. It sounded like gobbledygook. Um, and um, that went on for a matter of a few seconds. And today I know that what I was hearing was light language, but I'd never even heard of light language at this point. So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm on this fundamental track, right? With a little bit of metaphysics thrown in here. Um, and, um, and that's when it all began. And I opened a channel through that and I started hearing voices regularly 
And I would be told, okay, pull over into that parking lot because we're going to give you the file names. And I'm like, well, what file names? You know, and luckily, I mean, I was in the corporate world and very successful and um, I would have my briefcase there. So I'd, I'd pull over, I would open my briefcase, get paper and pencil and start writing what I heard. And um, the long and the short of it is that at the, um, at the end of a couple of months, um, I had begun to receive Interspeak, which is this modality that I now use every day and I teach it throughout the world. Um, and you've taken my class. So yeah, I have. So um, I didn't have the presence of mind. I didn't really know channeling or understand channeling. I didn't know that there were rules that you're supposed to ask, well, who is talking to me? And are you of the light and things like that? I didn't know that. So I just knew that whenever the voice would start, I would feel more loved than I had ever felt in my entire life. I mean, it was just like being in a love bath and wrapped in warm towels and, you know, and the tears would always flow. They still do to this point. When I go into channel, the tears start to flow. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a, an amazing experience. Um, and as it began to start, like I said, I was in the corporate world, but um, was the 30th of May one year and I had made quota for the month. Um, so I was taking the afternoon to myself and I was got, had gone to a spa to get my legs waxed. And um, but anytime I would do anything like play hooky like that, I would always keep my cell phone on my belly so that just in case my boss, good old Tony D called, you know, I'd be able to go, hey, Tony, how are you? I'm working really hard. <laughs> right. Um, you know, um, and so that particular day, the phone rings and I looked at the caller ID and it was Tony D. And I go, so, hey, how are you? I'm working really hard. And he goes, Gene, I don't know how to tell you this, but um the company's gone bankrupt. We're closing the doors as of five o'clock today. There's no severance. Um, there's no notice. Sorry, you know, you and 200 and some odd other people can go file for unemployment. And he said, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry. And uh, I'm like, Ugh. so I turned to the esthetician. And I was like, whoa, hold up. I'm not sure I can afford to pay for this waxing. Let's just stop where we are now. No, I didn't really do that. But, you know, I thought it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and what it did was it gave me time to receive this manual of 144 files of information. Um, so I was basically sitting at my desk all day long every day. My husband was at work, you know, and I would get up to pee. I'm not even sure I ate very much during that time. Um, but my job was to receive and, you know, more would come in every day. Um, and of course I was on unemployment. So I was supposed to be um, going out looking for jobs, which of course I wasn't because I didn't want a job. I wanted to do this. I was dedicated to do this. And, um, and I tried to share with my husband what was going on and he didn't want to know. He said, keep your day job, go get another day job. Would you cause this whole thing to happen just so you could go play? I'm, I'm like, what? You know, I mean, he just didn't get it. So um, we probably should have gotten divorced right then. But, you know, I still thought I loved him. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't really understand what that meant. Um, anyway, so um, at the end of the day, when it was all finished and I thought, oh, no, I'm never going to feel that love again. What, you know, what will I do? And, you know, I hate for this to be done. Of course, I do feel that love all the time. I mean, they're still with me, 
you know, and now I know that the voice was the voice of Archangel Michael. He finally fessed up, you know, but at the time it was like, you know, you really didn't need to know because you humans are too attached to name, rank and serial number, you know, so mm-hmm. with best we just left that alone. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's done now. Um, and I didn't really know how the work was going to work. I didn't know if it would work. And, but I had a friend who had a husband who was kind of in bad shape. He had this itching thing going on. He had a rash that wouldn't go away. And he'd been to all kinds of doctors and nobody could seem to find out, um, you know, what was, what was the problem? And his name was David, is David. And so my friend said, why don't you just work on David? See, see what this will do with his rash. I was like, okay. So I went over to their house and I used the tool. I did, I did a complete clearing on this guy and it was a past life thing. And um, one of the, one of the things that's involved in my work is clearing wounds out of acupuncture meridian points and chakras, because that's where the body files stuff. And um, so it, his clearing required um, me to do some acupressure on points on the front of his body. So he had to open up his shirt. I could see the rash really clearly it was really bad on his belly. I mean, seriously, the guy looked like he had the German measles, um, mm-hmm. but that's not what it was. And it had been there for weeks, if not months. And he tried creams and shots and nothing worked. So um, like I said, it was a past life thing. And we did the clearing. I did the acupuncture or acupressure. And as I'm doing this work, I was able to visibly watch these spots begin to fade and go away. And by the end of the session, they were all gone. And he was like, uh, and so was I. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not sure which of us was more surprised. But anyway, I left their house and I'm driving home and I literally was just overwhelmed. And I had to pull over into a parking lot. And I sat there with my head on my steering wheel and cried. I was like, who am I to be part of such a miracle? Why me? You know, and um it's kind of interesting because I guess at that part, at that point, I started trying to play small and um, I didn't respect fully what I'd been given, didn't respect myself because I didn't respect myself at so many levels. You know, that was the process of this work was primarily to heal me and to restore self-love within me. Um, but, you know, it, again, it, it took time. It took time and a lot of work. Um and yeah, so that's that's really kind of the story. And so today I do this work with clients every day. Um, I teach it to anybody who wants to learn it. Um, and it's it's funny how it seems to travel in pockets around the world. Mm-hmm. It went first from the United States to the Netherlands and then to Belgium and then to England and France. And now it's like the hottest thing since sliced bread in Turkey. I've got 7,000 people who have studied the first level of my work in Turkey. And oh I've got a hundred people who teach the first level in Turkey. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and it's crazy. interesting that today I got an email from a woman there um, that I guess I really needed today because I woke up today kind of feeling a little bit low. Um, and like I told you before we got on the air, I was thinking about actually postponing um, and I could feel that this morning too. I was like, yeah. I'm not sure if she wants to do this today. 
Yeah, I bet. And so I read this woman's email and she was thanking me. She said, you need to hear this story because it's a miracle. Um, she said, you did a clearing for me in a class. And um, and I don't remember the deal of the, the thing right now. And I certainly didn't remember doing any of the things that she told me about. But she said, after that, my entire life changed. Um, she said, you know, I now teach uh, to the point that I'm earning more money than I've ever earned in my life. And I now own my own car. I own my own home. And, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be, you know, a teacher of this work and, and sharing it. And I was like, wow, I really need to hear that this morning. That's amazing. Yeah. And here's another miracle for you. So last week when we, like I was having ear problems in my right ear, gone. Yay. Yeah, yeah, totally clear. So that's amazing. And I just wanted to kind of reference some of the points of your story, because I feel like, of course, there's similarities. So uh, you question, you know, the authorities, if you will, in Sunday school and got kicked out. Well, I remember being in CCD, like for Catholicism and always asking but why did jesus die like i don't get it i don't get it like and i and people were like Shh, here's some candy like i was like i don't understand and so i remember always asking questions and then funny because you you know kind of bounced around faiths and had you know your biblical education if you will and i have studied different uh, like theologies like i took a theology class in college like i just wanted to understand like god and figure it out and you know we're looking for it i feel like outside of ourselves a lot and also you know just can relate to majoring and drinking as well in college and i think people like us that are you know hearers we can hear things auditory because you and I are very connected to Archangel Michael. I think he linked us up together. I mean, oh, sure. <laughs> shout out to Shannon who told me about you. But then when we got to talking, I was, you told me about, you know, the story of the voice. And I was like, oh shit, like I've had a voice too. And it's always been Archangel Michael. And so um, it's just such an interesting path too. And it's always one of like, well, how much do you trust? It's like comes down to your trust in God and faith and the angels or the beings, whatever you call it. You know what I mean? And so it's just so interesting. And then it's like you feel like your life is being from like the rug is being pulled out from under you. Right. Like when you lost your job, which I can also identify with, like last November, I lost my job in the Matrix and I haven't been able to get another job. Like I've tried, I've applied and. It's just so it, it's just so interesting, right? And I guess it's because our higher power, God, has something else in store for us. Totally. And, totally. Yeah. And I love inner speak. Um, I did take your class. I can't even. I'm so bad with time. I can't remember when that was. I mean, I think I was living in this apartment, so it wasn't too like, long ago, right? Two or three years ago. It was certainly it was before COVID. Okay. Yeah. So I, but I, I feel like do everything I, relative to COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I just, maybe I just had some clearings here from you. I don't know. I think it no, was I think you were there. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So inner speak is really amazing and you use muscle testing to do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to talk about the actual inner speak 
uh, technique a little bit? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, what the what the process does is it will take a person to the source of where they actually created a problem for themselves. And that might be this lifetime when you were three. It might be 13 lifetimes ago. It might be an ancestral thing that's in your DNA. It might be that you're just an empath and you're running stuff that belongs to somebody else and you shouldn't be. I mean, you know, it runs the gamut of, of what it could be, but um, the work is very specific about where the thing got set up because you have to go to the point of creation in order to destroy. Um, so, um, or, or I don't really like the word destroy. You gotta go to the point of creation in order to rewrite the story to change it. Mm -hmm. and, um, so the work helps you to do that. It gives you a frame of reference um, to, to work around. And then it gives you the things to do to clear away the block. And so the majority of the work in a session with me is just clearing, 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 which might be using aromatherapy or flower remedies or colors or whatever, or visualizations or intentions, you know, um, but the work guides that. It tells you specifically what, what the client needs to do and you have the client do it. A long time ago, I called the work Inner Speak Empowerment because it was really about helping a person to find their own power to clear up their own mess. Because that's really what has to happen is, is nobody, can, nobody can do it for you. You know, you've got to mm -hmm. be responsible, you've got to be accountable and you've got to clean up your own stuff. So, you know, so there's that. Um, but yeah, that, and, and so a session takes about an hour, usually 45 minutes to an hour, something like that. And my intention with this is to clear away enough stuff with a single session so that I don't have to see that person again. They can go about their business and move on with their life and be happy and healthy and prosperous and all those things. Um, and then they'll tell two of their friends and, that's how I, that's how my client base has grown over the years is just through referral because I really don't advertise. And more often than not, the people who find my website will be looking for something else. And they go down some kind of an HTML rabbit hole and then they're on my <laughs> website and they're not sure why they're there, but they go, oh my God, I'm supposed to talk to this woman. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to mess with people who are not willing to do the work to clean up their act. I agree a hundred percent. That's definitely my healing philosophy as well. Like doing the shamanic work. I mean, we are just space holders, you know, and people that, yeah, we just hold the space for people to do the work themselves. And maybe it is sometimes they are unable to see what's going on. And so we can provide some messaging and some clarity. Um, and, you know, Archangel Michael is, very direct, usually a very direct, the loving energy. Um, and so sometimes people aren't, yeah, people aren't able to see what's going on. So we can provide the guidance, but it is up to them to do the work. Like, okay, this is what we're seeing, or this is what you're being showed as far as the, the muscle testing is revealing. And then they can go and empower themselves to do the work, which is my healing philosophy as well. Yeah. So, yeah, in fact, I've got um, I've got a couple of tenets around how any kind of healing work will work. And the first one is a person needs to ask for it. It's not our job yeah. 
tell somebody they're broken and they need our work permission absolutely 1000% when I do Reiki attunements that's what I teach my students number one you can't just give somebody Reiki like it's beautiful but you have to have permission because we have free will so I'm here with you on that for sure the second one is they got to participate in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got to have skin in the game, you know, and that skin in the game needs to be, they need to be present with you, maybe on Zoom or whatever, but they need to actually be doing the work. You can't do the work for them. And the third piece is that it'll only help a person at the level of what they believe can be done. You know, if they don't believe it's going to work, it's not going to work. It's you like know? meeting them at their level of willingness. Totally. And that's it because people like us can overextend. Well, I've, I've learned this lesson. I maybe it shouldn't, I say people like us, I have learned the lesson of trying to save someone else and allowing that to completely drain me. And so it's, yeah, we have to meet people. I will absolutely hold space and be there for you. You have to be there for you too, because I can't be holding the whole thing. You know what I mean? So totally. And then the fourth piece of it is gratitude. Yeah. It's not until the person is actually expressing their gratitude that things fall into place and click and start changing. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is like it's beautiful. It's like the highest form of yoga and just gratitude alone can completely change your life. So we're on the same vibe, but I'm not shocked because it's Archangel Michael. Like I remember when I first started channeling, sitting with the energy signature of Archangel Michael, those are the first things that came through when I did my free writing was integrity, 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 permission, free will, unconditional love, gratitude. I was like, wow, whoa, you know what I mean? But I think it's so important. Um, so I love that that you also teach those things. And I love inner speak. I think I've had some really powerful clearings with you. And I'm I like would love for you to tell the listeners and the viewers about the cards that you created. So let's can we talk about those cards and then can we de- can we demo the cards? Like I'm sure. Yeah, why don't we do that group clearing thing? Okay. Yeah. So the cards are called interspeak cards, just <laughs> whatever it is. Um and they're actually there's they're the colors of the rainbows, colors of the chakras. Mm-hmm. So um the red cards, and they're like seven separate little decks in a box, but the red cards are the source where you created the problem for yourself. I'm going to try to, my, little, my desk is way too crowded. I should have cleaned it off this morning. Um, <laughs> the orange cards are what happened to whoever was the red card. The yellow cards are what this did to the soul of the red card person. The blue cards are a stuck belief that happened during those traumas. The green cards are clearings. Those up here. The violet cards are blessings from the angels for doing the work. And the last batch are the indigo cards. And they're simply just locations. And you only use these if the red card is a past life. And it just gives you a framework of, well, she was a woman living in Australia, you know, when 
all this went down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so you pull one of the red cards. Well, let me just do a demo. So why don't we just, what, we want to work on what? Is it, I don't know, is it possible to do a demo for potential listeners? Like, does it transcend space and time or? Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well then, okay, that. so then I can hold space for our listeners. I'm just like, oh my God, is it going to reveal my whole life story again? <laughs> and then we have to re-record this thing? Oh, no. No. <laughs> No, so don't don't even take responsibility for that. Okay. All right. So just, let's just surrender and ask for help to clear um, whatever anybody who sees this video needs to have cleared in their life. Yes. How's that work? And so that includes you and me both. Okay, great. Yeah. So just take a moment, surrender to spirit, and ask for help. Okay. So I'm going to pull a red card and it will be that one right there, this lifetime. So this is, a, this is something that happened to each of us in this lifetime, in the current lifetime. Okay. Um, was it the same age for every person who watches this video? No, it's going to be different for each person. Uh, so we'll just know that it's something from this lifetime for all of us. The orange cards are what happened to us. So there's still energy on here from the last time I used these cards, which was probably last week when you and I were messing with them. We want to just shift that off of there. Okay. I'm going to pull two of the orange cards to see what happened to each of us. That one. And that one. Okay, the first thing it says is punished for another's misdeeds. And the second one is it causes us to lose faith in ourselves or others. I'm sure we can all relate to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the soul never dies, but it will develop a coping mechanism to get through a time of trauma. So whatever time that we got punished for something we didn't do, immediately <laughs> I'm seeing myself in the first grade um, and somebody stole somebody's lunch money in the first grade and the teacher um, wanted us all to go in the cloakroom and she put a, a basket in there and she said, whoever took little Johnny's lunch money used to put little Johnny's lunch money in the basket. And I didn't have extra lunch money, but I, I felt like I should put my lunch money in there, even though I hadn't taken his lunch money, you know, so I punished myself for something I didn't do. You know, but anyway, so let's look at the yellow cards to see what happened to each of our souls at the point in time where we created a block for ourselves. That needs to be cleared today. And it's going to be that card right there. Created shame and humiliation. Now, I definitely felt ashamed, you know, I had no reason to. And that kind of thing has happened more often than I can tell you in this lifetime. Okay, the blue cards are a stuck belief. So let's see what the belief got that got internalized for each of us. And is, is this belief going to be the same for everyone on the on this podcast? Yes, it's going to be the same belief. It's this one. Huh. I can't have what I want. <laughs> okay. So I think we got a framework here. Let's clear this. So we're going to pull the green cards. The green cards um, are all kinds of little different clearings. 
And we're going to pull three of them to uh, clear this away for everybody on the podcast. This one. That one. Hmm. And this one. Okay. All right, so the first clearing says to ask that the transparent egg that is surrounding our field be dissolved. So there's something there that's keeping us from being able to get what we want. It's our own thought forms, totally, okay? So just go out, look out with your uh, intention, look out at the edge of your field and find this plastic Easter egg that's crystal clear. That's got you locked in like the boy in the bubble. And just ask spirit to dissolve it. <laughs> or poke a pin in it. And it goes away. All right. The second clearing says to look for areas of old stuck energy in your body and in your field and just ask spirit to take all this old stuck energy from the past to the light. It's just thought forms that you had whenever the trauma occurred, but that you've had since then, um, or even maybe energy that you picked up off of other people. Just ask that it all be taken to the light. Okay. And the final one is, this is, this is like a, a, an invitation to channel. It says, in your imagination, be covered by a big sheet of white paper. Allow a being, the source or an angel to write on the paper, take it off, turn it around and read the message. So just close your eyes and just imagine that you have this big, piece of poster board or paper in front of you and just hold it there and allow a being. Maybe it's Archangel Michael. Maybe it's your teachers or your guides. Or maybe it's you from the time when this trauma occurred. And just let this being write on the paper. Hmm. And when you get a sense that the writing is complete, turn that piece of paper around and read what it says for you. Your message will be different than my message. My message says you are free. My message says you are loved. Cool. Yeah. All right. And so the last deck of, of the cards that we're going to use is the violet deck. And these are the blessings that we get for doing this work. So let's pull three of these cards. That one, that one, and oh, that one over there. Okay. So the first blessing that we receive is the return of our authority, power, and confidence. Courage to stand up and take charge. The second blessing is renewed faith in yourself. Love it. And the final blessing is release from overwhelm. 
And it's gratitude that owns every clearing. So just take a moment and give thanks to your angels, your teachers, your guides, to the ascended masters, your spiritual family, and all those of the light who are helping you every moment of every day. They've been with you since the very beginning. They'll continue to walk beside you throughout all of eternity. Thank them all. And I ask that all of our reference points are updated. I ask that all of our grids are updated. I ask for a balancing and a stabilization of our fields and all systems, levels, and components of our being. And thank you, Spirit, for wrapping us all up in sheets of rainbow light, gently sealing this work into whatever degree is appropriate for our spiritual evolutionary state. So be it. And so it is. Thank you. You're welcome. So these cards are available on Amazon um, and they come with a little book that tells you how to do everything that I just did and gives you the, all the meanings of the cards in great and laborious detail. So um, yeah. That is awesome. I feel, I mean, I'm amazed still at the clearing that you did last week for me because my ear is completely fine and it was not last week. So I'm grateful and I feel I feel good right now after doing that. And I hope uh, the listeners and the viewers also appreciate that. I'm sure that they, they do and they will. So, and yeah. whoever is meant to hear it, you know, we'll, we'll hear it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, is there anything else that you want to share with us about your journey or maybe what's going on currently or any other offerings that you have? Sure. So um, the, the second time that I was called to do something for spirit, I was driving in my car again and uh, I was actually going up to my mountain house and um, I heard a voice again that said, today we want to talk to you about DNA. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, they said, yeah, at one point in human evolution, you guys had 144 strands of DNA, not just two. And don't go getting conspiratorial on me here. You gave your DNA away. Nobody took it from you. You weren't dumbed down. Um, I'm like, okay. Um, and so they said, uh, it's time for you to reclaim your power and reclaim all your latent strands of DNA. Um, as you move into higher consciousness, it's necessary. And um, you can help that happen for people by drawing a set of glyphs. And each of these glyphs will hold the energy of a latent strand of DNA. So you need to draw 142 glyphs because you've got two strands of DNA. Um, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't draw. And they said, Oh, contraire, we just happen to know for a fact that you've got not one, but two packs of colored pencils at your cabin that you've never opened. And also there's a drawing pad that you were going to use and never have. So we'll help you out. You know, you're not alone in this. I'm like, okay. Um, and so I drew the first one with direction and, um, and I thought I was so excited. It's like, whoa, you know? And so I started drawing them six a day. Um, I would take a piece of paper and I would divide it into six, you know, line down the middle and two lines. And I would draw a glyph. And, you know, these things look like that. Oh. Or like that. They're all just different kinds of interesting things. Some of them look like Sanskrit. Some of them look like, Mayan, some of them look like old English, 
um, but they're all just energy. Um, they, they hold energy. And um, I brought them in too fast. I was making myself sick. About the time I got to number 42, I was having heart palpitations. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So I went to my acupuncturist because I didn't, back in those days, I did not use allopathic medicine. Um, I went to my acupuncturist and I said, I need you to stick some needles in me and fix this. And he goes, well, wait a minute, let me listen to your heartbeat. And he goes, you need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, no, I don't do hospital. He goes, no, no, I'm your doctor. I'm telling you, you need to go to the emergency room. And I said, no, I need you to put needles in me. And so we argued about it for a while. And he finally was like, okay. And so he, um, he did the acupuncture. Um, and I'm laying on the table and I told my guides, I said, dudes, y'all need to back off because you're killing me here. And they said, no, you need to back off. We didn't ask you to bring them in so fast. There's no rush on this. You know, there's plenty of time. Just slow down. And I was like, okay. So at the end of the acupuncture, my heartbeat had regulated. It has never caused those kinds of problems since. But, you know, the, the question that I asked was, wow, is this going to do, are these, are these cards going to mess with people physically? And they said, no, you had to run the energy through your body in order to be able to draw the pictures. But for people to just use them to activate the DNA strands, then, you know, it's not going to be a problem. So I was like, okay. So consequently, here we have 142 cards. They're called Reconnecting Soul. 142. Oh my God, what are those? <laughs> well, let's just, let's just do some. Let me just pull a random card. Oh, this is interesting. Oh my God, it looks like a cross. It does. Um, the, the name of this DNA strand is Immortality. When this, when this attribute is activated, you will no longer feel the need to age, attract dis-ease, or die. This is your divine blueprint. So each of you, uh, just look at the, at the image there, feel the energy, and just invite your higher self to work with the energetic fields and the guides to activate the DNA strand of immortality in your divine line. Same for your body, same for your team. So it is. When did you finish those? Oh gosh. Um, well, let's see if it's got a date on it. Um, I'm sure it does. It's got a copyright. By the way, my dog is right next to me and he just loves being in the energy of the podcast and just your energy. I feel like he's always around when I'm talking to you. <laughs> 2011. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but you know, during this period of time, I've written six books, you know, done these two decks of cards and, um, and I've got another book bubbling up. Okay. What's that? Or do you not want to share it? Um, no, I don't mind sharing it. I mean, this just started this week. Um, this week? Yeah. Like uh, after our meeting last week? Yeah. The oh book my, is see, no wonder it wasn't supposed to air yet. Exactly. The book is called Do Over. And it's about the choices that we make in our life and what would happen if we actually got a do over. I love that. I mean, I just was uh, talking on my last podcast about the concept of time and how time is happening simultaneously and, and all that. And so it's like there are parallel timelines happening. And it's like we are living in those other timelines 
my question to them is how come I'm only conscious of this specific timeline and I'm not conscious of the other timelines? And if anyone out there knows the answer, hit me up and let's get on, get on my podcast because I want to know why am I only conscious of this timeline, but I know the other ones are going on, but I'm not conscious of those. I've got your answer. Huh? I got your answer for you. Oh, well, okay. What's the answer then? Your linear mind couldn't handle it if you were conscious of multiple timelines. You actually are, Lindsay. Um, You just don't realize it. It happens as bleed through, or it may happen in your dream state. Mm -hmm. But um, you are tangentially conscious of other timelines. You certainly touch them when you do interspeak work. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel that. And it's like, so then... Any of our decisions, there's my dog's tail. You see, he's stretchy, stretchy right now. Charlie, he's so precious. He always is around when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't know what I was saying. I got distracted by my dog. Yeah, but the, the thing <laughs> is, you know, it's our mind that created time. Yeah. Because our yeah. mind needed to have a frame of reference for something that's not referenceable. So then our decisions are not ever the wrong decisions. We're no. just in this timeline of decision, I guess. Exactly. So I'm exactly. curious about what their what the book do over is gonna say. I'm definitely and then what are your other books if you want to just mention them? Um too? also the most recent one um to do over is called Conjunctio and it's about the alchemical marriage. And it's a it's it's actually the only fiction book I've ever written. Um and it's about um, a woman who wanted to manifest her beloved partner um, and and what happened. Okay. So it's a love story. Um, and then the rest of them are more self-help, pop psychology, um, you know, reframe your world, um, soul adventures. Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of my books right now. Power tools. Um, <laughs> yeah, so things like that. Um, and it's it's all self-help um but non-fiction kind of stuff and i'm not sure whether this one's going to be fiction or not maybe it is going to be fiction maybe it sounds very like you could i don't even know sci-fi yeah so um and what inspired me was i read a book recently um it was on the new york times bestseller list and it's called the midnight library Um, i don't know if you read it or not but it's quite interesting That it's just like immediately sent me into like that sounds like the Akashic Records or yeah something. totally totally yeah. yeah and it's a girl uh, it's about a girl who um, her life has just gone into the ditch mm-hmm. and she's ready to end it all and so she just makes a choice that she's going to um, commit suicide by overdosing with pills um, and so like the very first sentence in the book is. It was nine hours before Nora decided to end her life. Wow. Then it goes down at six hours and it's three hours and the different things that are happening that are just causing that train to go off the track, you know, and then she takes a handful of pills and um, the next thing you know, she wakes up in the midnight library and the librarian is her librarian from elementary school, Mrs. Elm. It's a fascinating book. That sounds amazing. That literally, I just got chills because it just sounds like the Akashic Records to me. Completely. Like, 
your guide that shows you where your book is and everything. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, there was but... something else that came through while you were talking about this do-over concept. It also reminds me of neuroplasticity work where you can get into your theta brainwave state and literally reprogram your brain and your thoughts. Um, not like rewrite. Well, like in a way you're rewriting just like the inner speech. It's powerful to kind of re-groove, I guess, those brain pathways. Because if you think oh, yeah. we have those connections because of what we've done in the past or what we always do so then when you go in and you're doing something different then you're recreating yourself so. absolutely i mean we are the authors of yeah. our and it's just that we don't we don't want to take responsibility because it's so much easier to blame somebody else so that's what ends up happening with that but i think where this book is headed is that i'm going to be going back and looking at various life choices and there'll probably be a chapter on each one where I make a different choice. I love that. I want to read that. And since we're, you know, we're almost at the hour, well, we're pretty much at the hour. Um, I don't know if you even touched on, cause we're talking, we're, well, we are kind of touching all about God and we've mentioned angels, but like, what is your conception of God or source or what do you call it? Yeah. I call it God. You yeah. Know. And for want of a better word, but, you know, for me, God is not this guy in the long white beard and a robe that sits on a throne somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe God is a big computer in another dimension. I don't know. <laughs> because one thing that I do know is you try to define God. God will immediately show you that God is greater than what you're defining. Oh, yeah. It's almost undefinable. Yeah, completely. It's the unknowable. Um, but... There is a plan. There's a huge plan. And I give thanks every moment of every day that there is that plan, you know, and that, you know, that God's always got it, you know, and God's got my back. So yeah. every choice that I make is always going to be the perfect choice to lead me down the path that I need to go in that moment. For your highest good. And so it is. <laughs> and so it is. Well, thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you want to share? No, just I love you. And I love I'm you. Grateful <laughs> to you for um, including me on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're interested in inner speak, if you're interested in learning it and taking the class, you can reach out to Jean. Uh, your website, you want to share your website? Yeah, jeanadrian.com, J E A N. A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E.com. And my email address is just jean at jeanadrian.com. That mm -hmm. easy. So you can reach out to her for a class or for a healing or clearing. I'm also certified to do it and um, I haven't done it a lot. So if you're listening, I would be happy to do it for a donation. Just tell me um, that just reference this podcast and I will uh, do an inner speed clearing for you. Uh, with a love donation. So cool. um, yeah, I just want to get the word out here more, you know, because it is really powerful. It is Archangel Michael's work. So um, thank you so much for being here. I love you. And thank you all for listening or watching, however you're consuming this. And uh, yeah, would love to hear from you. And so would Jean. So have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye. Bye.